building a social impact business that runs on profit and purpose? Do you think it's possible? Well, let's find out right here at the Dollar in a Difference show, where we're ditching bad businesses that put profit over people, and we're figuring out how to build businesses that make a dollar and a difference. All right. Hey, folks, and welcome to the Dollar and a Difference show. Whether you're tuning in on the Facebook Live or on the podcast itself, this is a show where we help you build your business as a force for good. And one thing I love doing most on this show, which I'm really going to try and do more often than not on here, is actually bringing in someone from our community who is struggling with something in their impact business or just has a challenge they're facing. Like we all do in our businesses, we have roadblocks we run into, we got to get through. And that's what this community is about. It's just about helping each other move forward on businesses that make a dollar and a difference. So I'm really excited to bring Andrew on today. He's a new member in the community and he's doing some really exciting stuff and has a challenge he wants to work through. But Andrew, I want to just first give you the floor and give you the chance to, yeah, introduce yourself and what you're doing, but you know, share your story because we as a community really want to get to know about what you're up to with your business and the social impact you're making. So floor's yours, man. Take the time and just and share that with us. And then uh, we'll get to the challenge after that. Cool. Sounds good. Well, um, I think it all begins uh, back in 2015. My wife and I were uh, working in Chicago, kind of tired with our corporate gigs, uh, decided to quit those jobs, travel a little while. Um, we ended up uh, living in uh, Nicaragua for six months. Um, we were always big coffee drinkers. We weren't uh, extremely into coffee until uh, we were down, living down in Nicaragua. Um, so we kind of got very, we got very interested in the process. We started um, roasting. We started buying green coffee from just from the market, just these random plastic bags of green coffee, kind of toasting them, roasting it stovetop, um, just in a cast iron pan. Just we're really getting into the process. Um, we actually were living um, living on the coast, but we we did a tour of coffee producing countries. We kind of uh, set up several meetings with in, uh, importers, exporters, uh, buyers, uh, producers, um, co-ops. Um, our, our Spanish wasn't great. We, we actually had some meetings. Um, they were kind of, uh, I don't know how productive they were, but they were, they were fun. Uh, you know, us kind of trying to trying our best at our Spanish and them trying their best to be polite at us not speaking very good Spanish. But so we had some, had some good meetings, but it was really cool. Um, kind of seeing the human story behind coffee and that's kind of what, what drew us in. Um, and some of the conversations that we had too, it, you know, just, illuminated some of the issues in the coffee supply chain. Um, you know, co coffee farmers really have the most uh, to to lose really in the in this and they're they're impacted the most and they 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 kind of have the smallest voice. Um, and so that that kind of was a challenge. There's a lot of uh, gender inequity in coffee as well. Um, and so, you know, those are some of the some of the things that we saw um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of noise out there about um, farmers getting paid fair prices, and we, you know, some of it, some of the certifications are good; they bring positive things. Some of the certifications, um, kind of, almost in a sense, kind of trick people into thinking that because there's a certification, things are all good, which isn't necessarily the case. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of nuance, a lot of uh, issues that we um, kind of saw and thought we could um, try to make a try to make a difference win. 
Um, and so we returned uh, to the States. Um, we touched on, back down in Chicago briefly, and then we decided to move to Denver. Uh, we actually decided to move to Denver when we were living in Nicaragua. But um, yeah, yeah. but we saw it as a great place to uh, start a coffee company. There's a really strong uh, craft scene here, um, kind of driven primarily by the, the coffee industry. There's a lot of parallels um, between a good coffee scene, good good uh, craft beer scene. It's just kind of that appreciation of craft. Um, and also we just, uh, we've been drawn to Colorado. Uh, the great outdoors um, seem like a great place to raise kids. Our daughter is 14 months now. So we're about to, well, actually we already are, you know, we like to go into the mountains with her and hike a little bit. But um, yeah, kind of back to the coffee, you know, what we were trying to do, um, well, uh, we kind of started out with cold brew in mind um we kind of toyed with the idea of a ready to drink beverage but then we kind of landed on uh packaging our coffees uh for home brewing um because that that way it really delivers the the most fresh experience um for the consumers um because you know when you're when you're making it fresh at home um it's it's going to be the most fresh some some rtd cans and stuff in the stores um they can be tasty but they're not always the freshest and some of them aren't tasty too, but um, kind of a unique thing we do uh, with our products, just product oriented for a second, um, is that we mix coffee with other botanicals. Um, so coconut shreds, spices, cacao nibs, um, some teas, so that when you brew it, it infuses those flavors without sugars or sweeteners or artificial flavors. So we wanted it to be a really nice clean drinking coffee um, but you know, kind of for some, some people out there who like a little, little more, something a little more interesting in their coffee than just, uh, just black coffee. Um, but didn't necessarily want to add the sugars, uh, the syrups, the, the options that are out there right now. Um, so kind of one of the key, um, impact, um, things we, we are doing is that we are trying to source from all women coffee producers. And currently we do. Um, awesome. Most of our coffee comes from Nicaragua right now, so from an all-female uh, coffee um, co-op. Um, we source our coffee through a company called Vega Coffee. They're a very cool company. Um, they kind of are changing. They they have a new model. So they have trained the the coffee producers, these these women, down in Nicaragua to also roast the coffee. So they come into kind of the regional town and they roast the coffee. And so they get paid to roast the coffee. So through their whole process, they are earning about four times what uh, an average farmer would earn for the coffee because they're also participating in the roasting process. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so that was a, that was a very compelling thing to us. And, um, you, know, it, it, you know, there's a lot of discussion on living wage and I, I, we haven't really done a thorough enough analysis to know whether that four times is equivalent to a living wage, but knowing that they're getting, um, you know, they're participating in more of the profit chain of the coffee, that makes us feel really good about where we're getting our coffee. Got it. So, yeah, and so we we package uh, we package our coffee, we flush it with nitrogen so it's fresh, um, stays shelf-stable, stays fresh, uh, and then we sell it primarily through our website. Um, we are considering- your website? Go ahead and tell us that. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's www.goodtripcoffee.com. Trip coffee. Um, there's a good chance uh, we're going to be on Amazon soon. We're kind of weighing that decision at the moment, um, and we're also uh, we're also sold at uh, 15 anthropology stores. Nice. 
uh, 15 <laughs> anthropology stores, uh, primarily on the coast, but also uh, Chicago, Austin. Um, and so that was that was a great um, that was a great that was a big win for us, you know, in terms of it getting exposed to potential uh, customers. Um, we are focusing on um, serving women, so we're trying to uh, source from all women, and we're trying to also uh, uh, cater to women as well, um, because we kind of saw an opportunity for for this. You know, there's a lot of uh, masculine brands and coffee. Um, kind of a lot of serious, ser a lot of seriousness. We kind of wanted it to be more of a playful brand and kind of cater more to a, a female audience. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then, you know, another thing, you know, we have high aspirations in terms of our impact. You know, a lot of those um, aspirations are in, in sourcing and just having better sourcing practices. But currently kind of the things we're doing are sourcing from women. Um, and then we also give 1% of our sales back to a higher education fund down in Nicaragua. And so with that fund, it's actually run by uh, this co-op of female coffee producers. And with the funds, um, they can take classes as well as their children can take classes in the, the regional town actually where they roast the coffee. Awesome. Yeah, I love the, the cycle of impact. And I don't, I don't want to take us away. I love the story. We've got about sure. 10 minutes left. I want to make sure we get okay. to that challenge and unpack that for you. So sure, in about sure. a minute, Andrew, talk to me about that challenge that you and I were emailing about, and then I'll yeah. see what I can do in terms sounds, of sounds great. Yeah. Well, I, th I think what I was kind of uh, going on about, uh, it kind of ties into it. You know, I, I think what we want to really do is leverage our, our give back, that 1%, and also our sourcing practices um, in order to help us uh, drive sales so that we can actually have a bigger impact. Because mm -hmm. If you're not selling that much, you know, you're not going to, you know, 1% is not going to make much of a difference. So we're looking to really do our best to uh, kind of get this communication out there. Um, but I, I think I think a difficulty that we face to some extent is that there are a lot of we want to do it in an authentic, but also in a compelling way. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's coffee companies that are doing good things in the supply chain. There's coffee companies that say they're doing good things in the supply chain. And there's just generally a lot of noise out there. And so we want to, yeah, I guess we're struggling a little bit with um, how to effectively um, tell how we're doing and the impact we're trying to make in a compelling way. I think okay. Got it. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I wrap my head around this correctly. So the way we teach over here, the thing we talk about is building and growing a community of customers. So that's a customer group that's not only growing, but they are, you know, when they become customers, they become, they see it as becoming part of something larger than themselves. So they understand, mm -hmm. they, they get woven into your story, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, the biggest goal is really growing, would it be fair to say growing and nurturing that community of customers? Is that yeah, absolutely. fair? Okay. So, so yeah, the common challenge, definitely. And then also let's just look at the end goal because I was on your website it looks like I could actually subscribe to get coffee regularly. Is that a big part of your business model you want going forward? Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that. Yeah, so that and that's kind of, and I think that ties into the community too, you know, and it's something yeah. that we want to do is we don't want to just sell coffee to people. We want to create this community. So I think it, it ties in very nicely with what you just said. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, that's that's great to know. And I, I love that. And you're exactly right. I mean, that's what we preach around here too, is making a dollar and, and a difference, right? Because mm -hmm. we know that when you can build a sustainable business that's growing, like you said, that's the way you grow impact. And the subscription model can be really powerful in there. Uh, but for that to work, you've really got to bring people into a story and nurture them. So along those lines, talk to us about just a few of the touch points. So when I get the coffee, do I also get the story of your impact? That would be number one. And then number two, 
Do you have some kind of a community, whether it's an email community, Facebook community, Pinterest community, somewhere mm -hmm. where your customers are going to have a conversation with you right now? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're um, we're fairly active on Instagram. Um, okay. We have a decent size email list. Um, you know, for for getting going. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I think that to some extent there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we're communicating with our product, you know, in terms of it being cleaner coffee. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there might it's not always we're not always focusing on the impact piece, and I think that we're kind of realizing that we need to have more of a focus on potentially one thing so that it kind of creates a bigger uh, conversation. I think. So. Mm -hmm. And do you tell the stories of the women that you work with? Uh, on whether it's your packaging or in the communication you have with your customers, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, we do, we do on the packaging. Um, we also okay. have a we we actually had a, uh, a pretty cool uh, video um, made um, about the women down there, um, and then, so that video is up on our website, and so that's that's kind of there. Um, and we did do some promotion of it when we released that, um, or I think it was earlier this year or so, but. Um, yeah, so it's 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 not like in the forefront, and we haven't fully embraced it completely. And I think that that maybe is an area of, of opportunity for us. Yeah, that that would be that would definitely be one thing. And I'll I'll circle back with all my comments, but I just want to get a couple questions answered first. So that that helps yeah. me. So that's one thing I'll file away for a minute. Um, and then on the flip side, let's talk about just the the straight business side. When you're talking about infusing botanicals, talk to me about the biggest two benefits of that, not just the botanicals, but your coffee specifically. Talk to me about the two biggest things from just a hard-nosed business standpoint that would make it stand on its own. If I'm facing it on a store shelf and I've got your coffee, I've got another one. What makes yours stand out in terms of the coffee? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think the big thing is the infusions. You know, it's the it's okay. the flavors that are infused. Um, you know, there's 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 flavored coffees out there um, that are made in fairly funky ways, like a flavored roasted coffee um, is sprayed with... Uh, a chemical sometimes it's naturally it. derived. Sometimes, usually it's not. Um, it's sprayed during the roasting process, so it's it's pretty funky. Um, so it's kind of a cleaner drinking uh, flavored coffee of sorts is is one way to put it. Um, but I think that we we also use all organic or organically grown ingredients, so that I think that that sets us apart. But I think it kind of is a it really is a new thing. So there's also a lot of communication that needs to happen um, around that in order to kind of uh, convey the benefits. Got it. And, and we so, haven't made any um and we haven't made any claims in terms of uh, functional benefits. Um, a lot of the ingredients we're kind of just letting them stand on their own. Like cacao is a very is a very good thing for sustained energy. Um, yep. we use mate. So there's there's things in there that have functional benefits but we have not really embraced uh, communicating that. Okay. Okay, got it. So so then, in other words, if I pick up a package of your coffee, it might mention the infusions, but it's not necessarily front and center. Yeah, well, it, that... it's obvious that they're in there, but it's not. No. We're not. We're not. Um, we're not making the connection to the functional benefit per, per se. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so then I'll, I'll wrap with my my thoughts on these challenges. So first of all, I, I want to say, Andrew, y'all are doing a lot of the right things. I think in terms of the stories that you've connected, I think you have a very focused impact. Um, and, and a tight loop around it. What I find a lot of folks do is they have a lot of causes they want to impact on, and so they try to get all these different touch points, and that can just be really hard to do. I mean, your attention just gets scattered. But I think you yeah. have it really focused wanting to empower 
these women coffee producers, and then also the educational give back component gives back to them. So you, you've done really well, I think. Uh, I think you have the, all the right ingredients, in other words. Two areas that I would, I would definitely tighten up on that I think will help you in terms of growing this community of customers. Centers around something we always share here. We say that as a social impact business, you want to make your business, you know, your product or service, the star of the show. Your cause is the supporting actor. Uh, that doesn't mean we care about our cause less. It just means we recognize that with a kick-ass business, we can make a kick-ass impact, basically. Okay, sure. So if I were in your shoes, what I would do is I would really put some focused intensity on communicating that unique product benefit. That infusion, I mean, what you just said to me, I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, I don't tend to drink flavored coffee, but I didn't actually even know that a lot of those tended to be chemicals. It doesn't surprise me, <laughs> but sure. you know, if I had known that, I'd be steering clear of them even more. So for you to kind of have this rallying cry to say, hey, you know, avoid the bad flavored coffees. We've got the good stuff that has ingredients you recognize that you can pronounce. Mm -hmm. Having a, a focus on that, um, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have it on your packaging, but and that can be a little harder, I know, because that's dealing with production and printing. But in terms of how you communicate with your community of customers and anyone new that's coming in, you know, to the extent that you can modify that messaging, whether it's on Instagram and your emails, to focus on the, the feature benefits of the product, I think mm -hmm. that would be big. And another thing, too, when you're you know, working with, with the coffees, yeah, we definitely have this subscription model over here, which is really good. But obviously, if you, I mean, you've, you've got a deal right now with anthropology, that's awesome. You know, if you could get one or two of those other big deals, that would you know, that would move the needle. I know that can work that way for a lot of uh, product-based companies. So same thing when you're in those meetings with them, uh, really tightening up that messaging about the unique benefits. You know, what makes this stand outside of the impact? Uh, lead with what makes this different from just a hard-nosed business product standpoint. And then, of course, you, you can follow and lead in with the, the impact component. But that's just ultimately, you know, for better or for worse, that's just the way we've seen impact businesses grow is when they, they recognize that and lead with that. And then, like I said, doesn't mean you care about your impact any less. If anything, you care about it more. You care about it so much that you want to build this business to really give back. So that's on the business side. You know, that's how I'd, I'd work through that challenge. Um, on the impact side, like I said, I think you all have a lot of the right ingredients. It's just a matter of making sure to bring them together in the right way. So. For example, as you're building this community, uh, you say you have an email list. Are you just communicating with them regularly to, to you know, of course, you'd be telling them about the coffees available, but are you also just telling them stories about the community and, and women in it and success stories and that kind of thing as well? Yeah, we have done that. Um, okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's not done as frequently as it could be, perhaps, because um, <laughs> I feel like it's like, well, we, it's like, we think we already told the story to our email list. So that's like, well, do we tell it again? But I think that there's, there's kind of ways to just touch in there and, and remind them of things or touch base again with some something new, perhaps. Yeah, to the extent that you're regularly growing that that email community, which you should be, <laughs> they can yeah. be regularly growing it. I would definitely have a plan and a process around regularly sharing those stories. Um, now, of course, you know the end goal is 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 well, the end goal is helping the women as well, but it's also the coffee, so that needs to be peppered in the emails as well. But some of those emails, just telling those stories and just bringing them into that impact and showing them what they're a part of, uh, is a really powerful way to really grow and and nurture a community. And so I want to wrap with my thoughts there. We've got maybe one minute left. This is, I'm here with Andrew of Good Trip Coffee. I'm going to pop his website up. Andrew, if you have in 30 seconds, any last questions or thoughts, floor is yours again. Share them with the group, man. Well, you know what? I, I don't think so. I, I think this is very helpful um, as I think through things. I, I just want to thank you for helping uh, bring a bigger spotlight to what we're doing and uh, kind of just bringing more people, more eyeballs on what we're doing. And hopefully uh, we uh, are able to connect with uh, more of our potential customers. 
Sounds awesome, Andrew. Thanks so much for jumping in, man. We just met about a week ago and you, you took the bold step of jumping on here with me. So appreciate it and happy to have you in the community and let us know how we can keep helping. This is just the beginning, man. So we're here in the Facebook group to keep helping you out as well. Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah, man.